Hi, everybody. I'm back. So we had to go to another store because the first store, Home Depot, excuse me, didn't have what we needed. Um, so now we're at Lowe's and hopefully I can't even see him. Hopefully my husband can get what he needs uh, from the store for our RV. Um, so how are you guys doing? Let me know. Uh, yeah, people are really stressed out. People are afraid. People are trying to remain healthy and in good spirits and um, just trying to remain well. Sorry if my camera shakes a little. The phone's on the car, so it's like, I don't know. So it's like jiggly. Anyway, we'll try our best. I don't know what's going on. But either way, um, I just kind of want to continue what we were talking about before, um, about embracing a simpler life embracing a simpler life, how I just feel really drawn to that lately, really like move to just remove the clutter from my life. Um, I'm just taking it off. So I've actually been interested in minimalism for a while now. There have been so many podcasts, so many um, interesting, um, what do you call it, documentaries, so many YouTube videos, uh, just a lot of things about minimalism. And so the idea is finding what's essential, finding what's essential, what you really need and just holding on to that. Um, And so, you know, it's looking at minimalism, of course, in like your home or like your, I don't know, your car, like whatever things you have. It's really it's really about looking at every item you have and making sure that it actually holds value and worth to you and that it actually gives something and not just like taking up room or just unnecessary you know, just trying to bring down the clutter in your life. So like, it's a fad now um, because people have been minimalists for forever. And I might be hopping onto that fad, but I feel like I really want to embrace, like I said, a simpler life. And so minimalism is like right up my alley. So of course, I'm sure a lot of people have heard of like Marie Kondo and uh, how she goes into people's homes and declutters them. Um, And it just, it just feels lighter. It feels lighter when you have less things. Now, my husband and I are like accidental minimalists because we live in an RV or we live out of an RV and um, it only has so much space. (laughs) So we can't take everything that we want. Um, And most of the times we realize, okay, all the stuff that we have, we don't need because we started traveling in June. We didn't stop traveling until October um, to come back um, to stay with my mom. And the stuff that we didn't have, we didn't need. And some of the stuff, even in the RV that we had at that point, we did not need. The clothes we kept wearing over and over again, we realized, okay, we really like these clothes. The things, the books that we read, okay, we really like these books. We actually use these books. Um, yeah, like also our fridge was only packed for the week. Like we realized what was essential in our lives and what was extra. And I feel like we need to do the same thing with every area of our life. Like looking at all the stuff that we do all the clutter we've accumulated, whether it be like I talked about before, like worldly standards or people telling you you have to do this in your business or you have to do this with your art or in your life or as a mom or, you know, I'm saying like as a person, like you not, you not, you haven't made it until you do X, Y, and Z. And it's like, who is writing these rules for us? And why do we have to believe them? Why do we have to just abide by them? Like they're like their law. And it's not true. So, I mean, I'm saying all this to say that I'm trying to apply minimalism in every area of my life now in every area of my life from even doing this video like I don't need a big fancy camera I don't need you know all the hookups with like 
mics and all this other stuff. I have a phone and I have a headset and that has a mic and that sounds pretty okay from what I heard unless, you know, it doesn't, then let me know. Um, let me try putting this back on the stand. But yeah, it just, it just feels better to go simpler, to go less. You know, less is more in a lot of cases. And I think that's the idea of minimalism. It's not saying that you have to have few things, right? It's literally just about, though, this idea that everything that you have, make sure you love it, make sure you need it, make sure it's not just, because we all have like these outfits where we have like, oh, you know, I could wear this. This is nice. But does it really move you? Does it really like, oh, I love this outfit? If not, why do you have it? Or I have outfits for like, oh, when I lose a little bit of weight, I'm going to fit into these things again. And it's like, no, buy close to what you have now. And it's okay to just have enough for right now. It's okay to just have enough for right now. I talked about before how people are hoarding all this paper towels and like toilet paper and just like being ridiculous and how it's not biblical, right? It's not very Christian-like to hoard all these things because I believe that God is going to supply my needs. And also, I don't need to take away from other people to have enough to be taken care of. No, that's a lack mentality. That's worldly mentality. When you're in the world and you're like, oh, well, I don't know who's providing for me. I don't know where this is coming from. And, you know, to a certain point because... I feel like a lot of us know what it is to struggle and to not know where your next meal is coming from. Um, But in times like this where I have enough money to buy enough toilet paper for a month or a week, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's no reason for me to hoard it. There's no reason. Like, I believe God is going to take care of me. And he has. He really has. Um, But anyway, holding on to what you actually need right now, holding on to who you are right now, not this contentment. Contentment is the word that keeps coming to mind because... I had to learn to be content with the body I have now. And I say this for a reason. When I was in high school, I was really skinny. I look back on those pictures. I'm like, I was so skinny. I was really skinny. I weighed 150 pounds. Um, I played a lot of sports and I just packed on pounds after I graduated college. I I really don't know what happened. You know, you get married and people say you gain happy weight. I don't know if that's really a thing, but I really think that's what happened. So I blame this on my husband, (laughs) but I mean, you know, I'm healthy, I'm fine, but I'm just heavier than what I was. And it's, and it's taken some time to get used to this body. You know, I was trying everything. I was like, I need to diet, I need to exercise, I need to get rid of this, this weight, like, like it's something bad. When in reality, I was just becoming a woman. Like, I'm just becoming a woman, like, you know what I'm saying? And I look at the women in my family, and some of them are heavier, you know, and not unhealthy, but just heavier. Like, that's just what happens when you get older. And so I had to learn to not fight my body, to not fight my circumstance, to not hold on to clothes that are going to remind me of a past that I had. Like, that past was better than right now. I'm healthier now. I'm happier now. I'm more secure in myself now than I was in high school and college. Like, you know, and holding on to those clothes made it seem like, made it glorify this period in my life where I was mad skinny, like so skinny. And I couldn't even talk about all the unhealthy things I was doing when I was skinny. I was eating noodles and smoothies like every day. Noodles and smoothies. That is horrible. That is horrible. And I thought like the smoothies, they were like naked fruit juices. I thought they were healthy, but really they're packed with sugar. Like it's a mess. It's a mess when I think back. And um, I just ask God for forgiveness for like <laughs> for damaging this body, for abusing it. Um, I would drink. I would drink instead of eating meals because I couldn't afford to do both. Like it was a problem. It was a problem. And so no wonder. Yeah, I was skinny. But now I'm happy. I'm joyful. I'm cont- I'm more content than I was back then. I know who I am now. And so holding on to those to those skinny clothes, to those things that didn't fit me anymore, like literally didn't fit me anymore 
was binding and it and it took up space and it took up room and it took up like even mental space to really properly start to love myself, to properly start to accept who I am today, to properly like understand that Alicia, you are healthier now than you've ever been. You are so healthy. Like, yeah, I can work out more, but just mentally, physically, like I'm more healthy than I was back then. And so I had to let those clothes go and buy more clothes that actually fit my body. And it felt cute. It felt good to have new clothes that I didn't have to like squeeze into or I couldn't breathe in or like, you know, it, it felt good to open my closet without being reminded of a weight that I can't get to anymore healthily. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's so good to just be in the moment, to just accept what is, to approach your life with a minimalistic approach. What is the, like the lowest common denominator in like, no, I'm not a math person. So that's not even probably what I'm trying to say. What is like the thing that you can do with what you have now, not what you need to do, what you need to, what weight you need to lose, what, what, what equipment you need. No, like if you're, if you're a photographer and you have one camera, use that camera. That is enough for you to be content. Okay. I'm getting the call. Hold on. But yeah, like, sorry, y'all, I had a call coming through. I'm gonna call her back. But yeah, like that, you don't need much to make a lot. You don't need much. You don't need much. You think like, oh, I need all these clothes. I need all these things. And you don't, you don't like you, you want them, which, okay, cool. That's fun. That's fun to have. But I feel like approaching my life with a more minimalistic approach has taken the weight off, has taken the pressure off, um, has allowed me to breathe more freely. Um, in our RV, all our belongings are in there. All the clothes we have, all the things. It feels so good to have all of my things in one place. In one place that I can travel and take with me anywhere we go. Anything I need is in our RV. Anything. You know what I'm saying? And leaving my mother's house was a three-day chore because we had so much stuff. I had accumulated so many things over the years that I thought was important. And now today, sorry, I thought somebody coming. Now today, I don't even need that stuff. Why do I have that stuff? In the same way, all these ideas and these 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 lectures we take in, these these uh, podcasts, this content, these webinars, like like all this stuff, all these books telling us how to be successful, how to be happy, how to be, you know, wealthy, whatever. Like how much stuff do we take in that we don't need? We don't need it. Like some stuff is like, some stuff is really helpful for sure. Absolutely. Like um, one of the books I'm reading is called A Lesser Photographer. And um, I forget the CJ somebody, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll put the link to the book below. But the idea of the book is that you know, all these photographers on like YouTube and like everywhere, it's just like, you need to buy this camera and get this program and buy my course and da, 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 da. When all you need for photography is a camera, the best photos you take are the ones you take of your family and your friends that aren't like composed correctly, that aren't lit correctly. They're your favorites. They're your favorites. They're the ones that move you. And, if, and if, what's crazy is when I first started taking pictures, I look at the pictures I used to take in the beginning, even though they're not as like, my skills have improved. So the ones back then weren't at, aren't technically as good as the ones I have now. But the ones back then, I feel more because I wasn't so worried about performing well. I wasn't so worried about being perfect. I hadn't had all this like information in my head that was taking up space. Now I'm overthinking my shots. Now I'm over, you know what I'm saying? Over editing. It's like enough, enough, enough. And I think 
I'm just like I talked about before, like just tearing down the foundations at the root. I'm really considering all the things that I've believed, all the things that I held dear and held true and trying to figure out why I held so, so tightly to this, to these ideas, to these, to these values that other people have on their lives that I don't necessarily need. I could feel when I was out of alignment. I could feel when what they were saying did not really resonate with me like that. I could feel when I'm like, are, are they sure I need to pay? Like, I need to pay $997 for this photo course when like I'm taking photos already. Like, will that make me a real photographer? Again, taking in things that, <laughs> that is so silly. You're a photographer if you take pictures, period. You know what I'm saying? Even if it's hobbyists, like it doesn't have to be monetized to be legitimate. You know what I'm saying? Like when I had the freedom in the beginning, the freedom of just shooting anything with my little point and shoot camera, I was on top of the world. I was printing out my photos and putting them on the wall. I was posting them everywhere. You know what I'm saying? And then I took in too much. It was maximalism, right? Like the opposite, like just taking in like how much I need more equipment. I need more lighting. I need more all this stuff. And it's like, no, you don't. No, you don't. You just need to do the thing. Do the thing that you feel called to do. Just sing. I'm a singer and I, I'm not an instrumentalist. And that made me feel like less of a musician. When my music, when my, when my, when my, sorry, my instrument is my voice. And why is that not enough? Why me playing around with my voice not enough to be qualified as a musician? I really had to sit and look back on these things. And I'm doing this in my personal life as well. What beliefs have I held on to for so long? that it's hard to let go of now. And why is it hard to let go of? I'm gonna be honest with y'all. Um, drinking was a coping me- mechanism for me in high, in, in high school, in college, sorry. And I believed, which I'm still trying to come out of that belief, that I, that I can't experience true joy without it. And, and the problem started because it was a lot of stuff going on in my personal life and I just had no joy. I was depleted. I was empty. My parents got divorced. There was just so much going on. I had gotten broken up with. I was adjusting to college life. I was alone. I was away from my friends. It was just a lot. And so in those moments, the alcohol made me feel better. It made me feel happier. I had social lubricant, so to speak, to talk to other people and build relationships and stuff like that. And so to not drink was scary. It was like, well, who am I? Will I be happy if I never drink ever again? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I honestly want to take a year off of drinking just to experience true joy without any chemical, without any, you know what I'm saying? Like, not saying that I think I'm an alcoholic, but I just think I have these beliefs that are like in me that I want to get rid of, that I want to purge myself of. And um, I think we should all do that. We should all take inventory of our life and, and try to, why, why do we think that way? Why do we believe this? Why is it so hard to get off of social media? Like I mentioned before, because of this belief that, if I leave social media, people will forget about me and I won't matter anymore and I won't be successful anymore. Or I'll never be a successful musician because I have to constantly post on social media. Meanwhile, people have been successful musicians before social media even existed or like, you know, Instagram and stuff like that. Like, and also if I believe God would have me to give, would give me a platform, then a platform would be him to give me. I would not have to do it from striving or breaking my neck or like, you know, doing things that are like under the table or sly or like, you know, in, I don't know, dishonest, not that I've been doing things like that, but you know what I'm saying? Like some people will do things because they, they want it so bad by any means necessary. And I think for me, I'm just like, do I really need to be famous? Do I really need to be a millionaire? No, I just want to have my needs met. 
I want to be able to pay my bills. I want to be able to move people and impact people with what I say and what I create and what I make. Like that is success for me. You know what I'm saying? And I think for some people, they want to be rich and famous. And some people want me to be rich and famous. And I put that pressure on myself. And it's like, well, if I want to be rich and famous, I have to look like such and such. I have to sound like this person. I have to do this. I have to take this program. I have to go to, you know, no, like let's, let's tear it all down to the bare bones. Let's trust God. I want to be led by him. I want to be led by what he, like connections I've made, honestly, like even with photography, for example, I have paid for marketing my photography for like ads and stuff like that on Facebook. Most of my gigs came from word of mouth. So by me being myself, me loving what I do, me being a great photographer, that gets me gigs. Me doing what God called me to do, not ads, not Facebook ads and all this other stuff. That stuff never helped me, never. Like me building a community and me just being myself and being authentic is the best marketing plan that has worked for me. You know, and and I paid for courses and I paid for all this stuff and it did not work. It did not work because I was just being someone else. I was taking on someone else's advice and, it, and it's not a one size fit all. It's not. Um, I think the sooner we learn that even with our personal lives, like it's not a one size fit all. What works for somebody might not work for you. It, it, like what gives somebody joy might not give you joy. Like the thing is we all know who we are by the time we're four years old, but because of conditioning through like our life, because of like trauma, because of being teased, because of being accepted by our family, like that stuff takes priority as opposed to like just being an individual being yourself we put all of this stuff on ourselves we we take on all these identities and all these beliefs that we don't even believe we don't even know why we believe them we just believe them because somebody told us that you know and we almost forget who we are we bury who we really are and so the idea in my mind of a minimalistic approach to life is removing all these labels all these identities all of these beliefs you know what i'm saying like all these wicked truth that, truths that people have spoken over us from off of us and really going back to the basics of who we are. And the way that I go is I go to the Bible because I'm not even qualified to really say anything about myself. I'm not qualified to judge myself or on, on anything like, right? Because today I might love myself, tomorrow I might hate myself or tomorrow I might think too highly of myself. I feel like as God is my maker, he has the instruction manual. He has all the things about me in there. And um, it's up to him to define me because he made me. He knit me together. He has the pieces. You know what I'm saying? He's the one that tells me I'm loved. Even when I feel like no one loves me. He's the one that tells me I'm a masterpiece. When I feel ugly or I just feel like a carbon copy of everything else. He's like, he's the one that tells me I'm redeemed when I want to beat myself up over stuff that I've done before. You feel me? Like he's the one, he's the reason why I can live my life with no shame. That's another big thing I'm trying to do right now is not be ashamed of the stuff I've been through, the stuff I've done, the stuff, the person I was, you know what I'm saying? Being forgiving of myself. And all of that can't happen if I'm too worried about what other people think about me, the idea deals and stuff that people put on me, the pressure, the the dreams that people have for me. I need to live my life the way God wants me to live my life. He's the only one with the roadmap. Everyone else out here is guessing. And so we're taking what they're saying as truths, as facts. That's dangerous. That is dangerous. So I I know I'm ranting again, um, but these are just some thoughts that I've been having about just like a a minimalistic approach to life and how it could be beneficial for all of us to take stock, to take some sort of like record down of like who we are, or even just tear down the foundations and just start over, start over. 
you know, follow our curiosities, try something new. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like cast down these beliefs that we've had spoken over us since birth. You know what I'm saying? Like, I remember somebody told me, Alicia, you're more fun when you drink. And this instilled this belief that like, oh, I have to drink for people to enjoy my company, to love me, to enjoy my time. When in reality, I had friends in my life before I even took my first sip of alcohol who loved me unconditionally. I had family who loved me unconditionally. Like I had to really be like, Alicia, this is not true. Clearly, you know what I'm saying? There's evidence to support that this is not true. You're not just fun when you drink. Like, and, and also I had to convince myself that I can have fun without drinking, that I had to reconvince myself of that. Like every time we meet, we don't have to drink. Like it's fine. Like when I'm around my people, like my people, like we have a blast regardless. We could be at some, in someone's basement and like be cracking up. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I know I'm saying a lot, <laughs> um, but I'm hoping I'm, I'm getting through. I hope that my, my whole point is getting through that like, you know, it's just too much clutter, too much mental clutter, too much spiritual clutter, too much physical clutter, too many things. Like I'm trying to get rid of some stuff. You know what I mean? Like even down to the idea of like cereal, who says we got to eat cereal in the morning? I started eating vegetables in the morning because that's, that's what I was craving, but I was suppressing my craving so much because I was like, nobody eats vegetables in the morning. I know that's so silly, but we allow other people to control us all the time. But no, Alicia, if you want spinach and apples in the morning, eat your spinach and apples. If you want a smoothie, drink your smoothie. If you want chicken in the morning with your with your veggies, eat chicken in the morning. Why does it feel like why does it feel so painful to break out of that like the the normalcy of like what we're always used to doing? I don't know. Um so I'm hoping that makes sense. I hope this was encouraging. I hope this 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 was um, inspiring to you. I hope this again. I hope this made sense. Um, I know I went a lot of places, um, but it's what I've been thinking about and what I've just been chewing on for for a minute now. Now that I've had time to actually like sit there and be quiet and be still, because I really don't have a choice. I've just been really considering things, and I really feel like God is calling me to re- really think about and consider and contemplate my life and my life's beliefs and even like my goals and my, like, why, why is that my goal? Why is my goal to, you know what I'm saying? Like, why is that my goal? Is it because you, you feel like you lack something? Well, find it in me. You know what I'm saying? Find it in me first, like find it in me period. And then if that happens, that happens, you'll be well equipped for it to happen. Does that make sense? So, all right, I think I'm going to stop it here. Um, until next time, guys, I'm, I'm liking this. I'm liking this just sitting in the car and talking. I think it's, uh, I think it's fun. It's nice. It's easy. Also, I need to shout out uh, my Patreon subscribers or supporters. Thank you all so much. So, so, so much. Um, you all support my dream and make this happen. You allow me to be able to sit in my car and talk <laughs> to people. So thank you. Thank you so much. If you want to join the Patreon family, I have, I have more stuff coming there. Um, more content, more just art feel good stuff um so yeah so check it off if you're if you're interested if you're not i totally understand these are hard times and some people just ain't got it um so i'm gonna still keep showing up here and giving people what i can and until next time guys much love and much joy stay safe um yeah and really think about what i said okay uh much love to you guys bye